Welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast, a podcast all about maximizing your full potential. I'm Dr. Swole and I'm joined by Creason. How you doing, man? Doing excellent. How are you? I'm living the dream, dude. We're going to be talking about six business principles. I'll let you intro this. Yeah, so these six key principles um, I've taken from one of my mentors, used it throughout my business career, and it's been... A game changer so number one is principle of scarcity which essentially implies people want what's difficult to have or achieve right um, maybe one easy example of this is let's just say if you're a real estate agent if someone asks you for example can we meet tomorrow a lot of real estate agents would be For example, their first line would be, sure, what time works for you? That's one of the worst things you can actually say because it means essentially you're saying your calendar is wide open, you have nothing going on, and if you're not busy, usually means you're not that successful, Mm. right? Similar to, you know, if you're trying to book an an appointment with a specialist doctor, their response to you is, we have an appointment six months here, six months out, October 12th, take it or leave it, right? Because Mm -hmm. their time is very... Scarce. Scarce. So Mm -hmm. this is one of the most um, beneficial principles I would say I've used. So, you know, easy example is you can say, I go by a meeting only basis. I book two to three weeks out in advance. However, maybe I can move a few things around to make Friday at... 4 p.m. work so just making it so perception wise you're not telling people even if you have nothing in your calendar that you want them to know essentially you're busy because if you're busy that means you're successful mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one and I'm gonna tie it into dating here <laughs> I think this is one of the interesting things about learning about business and learning about dating is that they're actually interchangeable skill sets or Ultimately, they're very like similar principles in terms of the psychology behind it. So, you know, where if you are, if someone, if you're talking to a girl and she basically knows that your calendar is just wide open, just waiting for her, she's going to be less excited than if you're a busy guy and you're executing on your mission and you're overflowing with things to do and you're like trying to fit her in, squeeze her in some way where, and I guess you could extend this principle to just supply and demand in terms of products in general so for example when you know when people run sales and it's just like oh limited time offer that kind of thing that because that could also fit under scarcity where it's more like scarcity of time or availability but generating some form of limited offers whenever possible Yeah, the second would be principle of reciprocation. So essentially that means people want to, if you do someone a favor, essentially, people have kind of a bias to get even, right? So if you do someone a favor, Mm. they feel obligated to do you a favor. It's just human nature. So I think this is really key because humans are emotional creatures, right? We're not logical and a lot of people 
will actually use this without even knowing they do it on a regular basis. But translating it into business, I think this is a great way to really just build relationships, right? For example, like in business, you want to give value first before you ask. So you kind of give, give, give before you ask, right? Because you want to give value, not take value. So this goes hand in hand with the principle of reciprocation. Yeah, this is a funny example. This would be my mom. So she would always get these offers for requests for donations from these animal foundations. Like this was something she would end up donating to. But what they would do was they would send her like a pencil or like a pen or some little trinket that had their branding on it. And they would just be like, Give, here's a free gift for you. And then they would ask for a donation. But it was just like giving that little thing just engenders you to want to reciprocate and like then donate and then she would start donating to them and then obviously she would donate like a vastly larger amount than what that pencil was worth yeah there's actually a lot of studies on this um like another good one for restaurants and this is like super easy i don't get why every restaurant doesn't do this so when they give you the bill right Mm. if you just add like a mint or you know a chocolate or something people will actually statistically write a higher tip on average, right? What does that cost you? Cost you maybe 10 cents for the mint or chocolate, but you're gonna get back X amount of percent, which is gonna be much higher in return. It's the same principle, right? Because if you give someone something that they weren't expecting and it has some value, then they're indebted to you, essentially, to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this works beautifully. Yeah, smart. Cool. Principle number three. Principle of consensus. So essentially, maybe the easiest way to describe this is if everyone's doing something, it's kind of like conformity, right? If you tell someone, all of my friends have seen, you know, this doctor, specialist, psychologist, and it's worked incredibly well and everyone keeps telling you about it, they're going to have a very high level of credibility, right? So if everyone's conforming to one option or one thing or one service or one product, you feel more obligated that that you should, right? So maybe from a sales perspective, if you say, you know, 90% or 95% of people do XYZ because of XYZ reasons, well, if nine out of 10 people are doing it, you probably should do it, right? That's essentially how I would sum it up, but hmm. it's a very easy principle, um, not very often applied in business, I find. Yeah, basically highlighting any way you can show how many other people are using your service. Like hundreds of other clients have had success with this magic weight loss hack or something like that. There's no such thing as magic weight loss hacks, but. The other one, actually, I was just reading about this in a book right now. The book I'm reading is called Start With Why. It's really interesting about basically how important, you know, explaining your why is. But they talk about, I think they call it the principle of diffusion. And they say that once a product has reached 15 to 20% uptake in the population, then it can really become like out of control exponential sales. So something like, for example, like Kleenex like we're talking like really big brands, if you can get 15%, 20% of the population using it, then like 
then it becomes like a household name, that kind of thing. Um, where you get the snowball effect, right? Where like mm-hmm. everyone just starts using it. Kleenex just becomes a noun. Like Kleenex is actually the, the, the same word that we use for tissue paper when it's a brand. Yeah, it's no different to like if you're shopping on Amazon, you see a product that has 5,000 mm-hmm. 4.8 reviews, you're gonna trust it, right? That's just because if 5,000 other people gave it a 4.8 star rating, then it must be good, right? So I think that's humans really driven by the principle of consensus because it's essentially implying that if everyone else is doing it, you'd be kind of silly not to. Yeah, it operates on our evolutionary drive to for efficiency. Ultimately, it's, you know, humans like we can't reinvent the wheel every time. So we see someone else using a wheel and it's working for them. So may as well use it kind of thing where it's just it's ultimately like efficient for us if we use it properly, but you can also exploit it, obviously. Fourth one is principle of authority. So essentially this states people trust experts, right? So maybe an easy example is if you took two videos explaining the exact same content, but in one video, it's Warren Buffett explaining his investment philosophy versus in the second video, it's just a random person saying word for word what Warren Buffett's saying. Who are you going to trust? Well, even though that's they're saying the exact same thing word for word, they're two very different videos because Warren Buffett's someone who's actually built multi-billion dollar business. You're automatically going to trust him just because he's done it, right? He's considered the world's top investor. So if you're trying to learn investment advice, even if someone else is saying the exact same thing word for word. If they're, if they don't have an authority on that subject, you're not going to trust them and you're going to pick Warren Buffett, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like ultimately you really want to highlight any credit credentials you have when you're talking about something or, you know, invest the time to attain those credentials. Like I credit one of them, you know, the initial success of my YouTube channel for fitness was because I'm a physician, like having that credibility behind the MD, well, like just made my content a lot more credible. And then in terms of bodybuilding, actually like a, a, one of the main reasons that I like spent all of last year competing so I could win my pro card and like compete at worlds was that, so I could just have the credibility on the social media stage of just like having done it. So yeah, I, think that I, th- I think that's huge and it's something that people should actively try and invest time into to build up that credibility that you can use number five is principle of consistency this is probably my favorite and something that I've always done this from day one which is maybe one easy example if I tell someone I'm meeting them at 7 p.m. for something meeting or dinner I'm going to be there at 6.58, the latest, because my word is my bond, right? And essentially, principle of consistency just implies keeping your word just builds trust. And trust is the number one factor in any business, whether it's a service or a product. Everything is based on trust, mutual trust, right? So the principle of consistency essentially implies that if you keep your word, and do what you say you're gonna do, you're gonna build 
not just a relationship, but a long-term relationship. And that's the ideal type of relationship anyone would want to have. Yeah, that's massive. I think that's something that it's this like epidemic going around of people just being flaky. Like it's just something that has just infiltrated our culture. I don't know what it is, but it's just this very weak behavior that's been coming through where people are chronically late. They like bail on plans. And yeah, the way I see it is I think that's a great one just for life in general because I think it's something where people need to think about making their whole life consistent, right? Because you'll you'll also see people where it's just like maybe they'll show up on time for like some appointments, but then they won't show up on time for their friends. Well, like why is showing up to your friends, like skipping on plans with your friends any different than, you know, some business appointment? Yeah, that's a great point. And in human nature, people don't like change, right? So if they're used to one way of do things or one level of service, if you dramatically change it, even for sometimes, even if it's for the better, people are usually, they get a bit uncomfortable. People like consistency. They like, you know, what they're used to and just having their expectations met. But yeah, essentially I think it comes back to managing expectations and just making sure, you know, for example, if you're an entrepreneur, you have a very consistent way of delivering your service or product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. The last one is principle of empathy. I think this is probably the most important principle just because all human relationships are built off of empathy, right? Naturally, one of my favorite lessons from this is uh, I'm sure you've heard of Chris Voss. He was uh, one of the world's leading FBI hostage negotiators. And essentially the way he always got them to, or usually got them to do what he wanted them to do essentially is by leading with empathy because people want to be understood, right? Mm. And it's actually a big difference between, you don't have to let them think they're right or wrong. It's just empathy is about letting them understand, making sure that they know you understand them and you can essentially relate to them, right? Mm. Whether you agree with them or not, that's kind of irrelevant. Mm. It's just making sure that you actually, they feel that they're understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One technique I like using is rephrasing the things they said. You know, I find that works well. Like when you're talking to patients, for example, where, yeah, like often people just want to be heard. They just want to, they just want you to like listen to them to start off with. That's a big thing in medicine, actually, where they say like the average doctor interrupts the patient within 17 seconds of them starting to speak, you know, Mm -hmm. where they're saying like, you got to just let the patient speak first and like talk about what they want to say. And it'll make the whole interaction go so much more smoothly. And you'll end up actually saving time if you open with that, like that empathy. Yeah. I think in, in communication, which is the most important skill to have in life, I believe if you really break it down, I think empathy is at the heart of it, right? That's why people like Gary Vee talk about it so much. It sounds kind of cheesy, but I think empathy is probably the most underrated skill or mm. variable in 
all human interaction. Hmm. And yeah, actually, Chris and I were talking about this before, but I was saying that I think one of the most important qualities I look for in people when I'm trying to surround myself with, you know, friends or connections is a, the like feeling of warmth. It's like, does that person feel warm to you? You know, it's, it's, it's hard to exactly describe, but it's, you can tell when someone actually cares about your own well-being, like wants you to do well versus someone who doesn't. And that's something that like extends into the business world. Like I don't want to deal with people where I like don't feel completely comfortable with or like completely, you know, secure with. Yeah. I think if you, if you lead with empathy, it's, it's essentially the art of putting yourself in someone else's shoes, right? And looking at it from their perspective, even if they have a totally different perspective than you, if you just build that skill, it'll just help you understand human nature better. And in every way possible, I think for every, any type of relationship, it's just going to lead to better relationships all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's wrapping up our six principles for business success. It's been a good episode. I think these principles are going to be great because they're going to apply to all different aspects of your life. So get out there and start using these today. Until next time, crush the day.